Hi guys, it's Kaylee. And it's Emily. And this is Picture Perfect. Hello, you guys. Happy Thursday. As always, happy freaking Thursday. And I don't know about you guys, but hopefully it's been a good week. And if not, it's almost the weekend. Yeah. Well, no, not really. <laughs> not for you. Right. Sorry. I was thinking about when we're recording this. It's Tuesday now and it'll be Thursday when this is uploaded. So you're right. <laughs> okay. I was like looking, I'm on, like I was on my computer and I'm like looking at the date and I'm like, it's Tuesday. What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, we can just like, end this. <laughs> It's Tuesday. We still have so much longer like left of the week. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that. And I feel like this week is going by so slow for me. But like I said, if you're listening to this, it's Thursday. So you depending on when on Thursday, you have one, potentially two days left of the week. And then it's the weekend. So it is almost there. Almost there. How has your week been going so far? <laughs> <laughs> like how's your week been going um considering good bad it's only been like two days works fine works work um i had a good weekend one of my friends from wilmington came to visit oh wait oh my god i can't believe i just forgot this i went and saw noah cyrus this weekend and with um, me i would say well i know that <laughs> because you were there with me but i for some reason didn't think it was this past weekend like i thought that was like two weekends ago or something <laughs> Time is just flying by for me, except I say that, but work has been so slow. But anyways, but yeah, Kaylee and I saw Noah Cyrus this weekend. It was so good. Was she was so just, good. She was just mesmerizing. Like there were times where I was just standing there, like watching her sing. Like I wasn't actually just singing along. Like I wasn't belting. I was like, you know, some of the songs I was, I was like, I feel it in my soul, you know, but I was just watching her sing and like her movements and her voice. I literally was memorized. No, I probably was... just looked creepy because <laughs> I was just standing there staring at her. I was like, it was a oh really, gosh. really, really good show. And I wouldn't say that prior to going to the concert, I was like a Noah fan. I learned her album in two days because I wanted to go to the concert with Emily. And <laughs> I definitely know her and know her singles, but the hardest part is the album that she's touring for currently and I hadn't listened to it I've only known I think like one of the songs that came out as a single and I listened to it and it was one of those albums that I honestly loved every single song and that's very rare for me same my exact like type of music exact vibe I honestly think I like her more than Miley I don't know if it's a hot take or not but I was gonna say the same thing I was gonna say maybe unpopular opinion because everyone loves Miley but no I I think it's just because Noah is my genre of music and her lyrics are just so good and for as someone who like listens when I listen to music I pay attention to the lyrics I do too um and, and the reason why I say that is because actually I say this my my ex we actually found this out when we we would listen to music differently oh yeah he, yeah he would listen to like the instrumentals and the background music because he that's what he liked he liked I mean he used to, to DJ and stuff but he used to listen to that rather than the lyrics so we listened to very very different types of music like I would play songs for him and I'm like do you like this and he's like no <laughs> and I was like ah I'm offended but I listen to lyrics like I don't necessarily listen to the instrumentals it's do I you know identify with the lyrics does it make me feel something do I like the voice so that's like what I look for in a song and Noah's music is just so good like I just felt like she was telling a story with it she wasn't just singing the music like she was performing but she wasn't even doing anything like theatrical but I was just like oh, I I'm in awe yeah no I'm the exact same way I pay attention to lyrics and that's why I like slower songs like that because you can really hear the voice. And it's funny that you say that because Allie, my roommate, she is the exact same way. Like she listens to music and not lyrics. And I mean, I feel like we all like like something that's catchy, obviously, but I, I don't know. I just, it was like one of those concerts too where it was really just, it was like a very intimate venue. And I was kind of surprised because she's not like small. So I was very surprised that it wasn't larger than it was yeah yeah 
Um, but we were very close to the stage and it just felt like I liked that it was that type of vibe because I felt like that's the kind of music that she sings it needed to be in that space rather than like pnc or like a like a larger you know stadium or something um i agree i agree but yeah it was so good good. it was really really good so if you guys like her (laughs) want to go see her i recommend oh for sure and if you haven't already it feels like i'm plugging her album i know but i'm not i'm just saying you guys should go listen to her album if that's like what genre would you say like i don't know i mean it's definitely not indie i i mean i said it was like kind of like folky alternative yeah like a little bit i mean pop a little bit it's i don't know it's just a bunch but it's pop a little i wouldn't say it's sad music but it it is kind of sad it is sad music but it's just the lyrics are so good i mean if you've ever been through like a heartbreak or cheated on somebody because one of her songs is about being like lying to the partner i'm like it's just it's just oh are you feeling like lost lonely yeah. down so good it's so good Anyways. not even that i am like i don't even know if i'm going through any of that i just i just really appreciate I the songs. <laughs> well you can you can identify with those emotions you've probably at one point felt that way so yeah yeah well so. i guess we just got right into our question of the week so that's definitely something that we did for ourselves <laughs> oh for sure for show did you do anything else i let's see um i would say for like others my friend cindy came into town um in terms of 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 course the concert but did you end up going out after or did you go home she felt good so we ended up just staying or coming back just really late but I showed her around Charlotte and Noda and we went shopping and I spent, I'm not going to lie, I spent $20 on a tarot card reading on Sunday. Wait, really? It was the worst $20 I ever spent in my life. Oh my God, what what did it say? It was in Noda and this it was like a pop-up stand. And to be fair, she was really super nice and she was like, I'll give you, pick three cards and like, I'll give you a reading. And I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Okay? Was this on your walk? No. Like what trail was it on that trail no, Wait, Noda no, no. or it was South End? um where all the shops are along the street it was next to the bookstore um the antique- Noda? yeah Noda. they did like a open there was a gate they opened the gate and there was like a pop-up like little oh. pop-up tents and i bought a cute little mug um oh, cute from this girl and it was so cute and i bought a poetry book too so i bought a new poetry book and a mug and i'm so excited um but there was also a tarot card reader and i was like you know what i've never done one i'm just curious and to be fair i feel like the cards really hit home and her message but the thing is is she probably only gave me like two minutes of a reading like of advice and like you know what i'm saying like i was like okay i could have done that you know so so was it fitting it was just short worth maybe five dollars okay but it was fitting like it was accurate because basically she was saying is right now um you're looking for a direction in your life to be fair it could be generalized i mean like that is pretty general (laughs) yeah but she was like you're looking for direction in your life and i got three different cards and i can't remember i was like something of wands or cups or the fool or something like that she was like you can be positive and like optimistic but she was like you just probably went through something that like uprooted your life and now you're looking for a new direction and like you're wondering probably who you're I didn't tell her I was single though um and she was saying is you're probably also just went through like end of like a relationship like a little bit ago and so she's like you're probably wondering like who your next person's going to be and she was like the universe's advice right now is to find the love within yourself and focus on yourself and create your identity first and I was like okay that makes sense that's some good advice but like that was pretty much the extent like I was like "Mm, I mean I guess I could have known that like I need direction in my life (laughs) but I mean that is very generalized but it is fitting I mean like I said it it fit but it was only like three minutes of like generalized of this 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 and I was like I could tell anybody that they're looking for direction in life because I feel like everybody is looking for direction yeah we all a little lost out here that was the first time I've done that I've done that actually in Colorado. Really? Yeah, I like stopped at a stand and did a tarot card reading. And I don't remember what it said, but it wasn't very, it wasn't very accurate. 
like it mm. kind like some parts fit in and I think there was something about the podcast as well it was like a a business venture with a friend or something and it was like oh cool t- talking about like how you're supposed to be doing that or something but it wasn't it wasn't very fitting it was like you're gotcha. a leader and I was like mm. Mm. I don't I'm know like, about that <laughs> not really I like to be a follower thanks actually yeah I don't know I just sometimes I feel like I believe in it sometimes I don't so yeah we'll see I will say I definitely do not believe the ones that come up on TikTok and it's like if you're seeing this on September 19th or it's like the universe is putting this to the people that need it most I always get caught up in them like I I will watch them and then obviously once you watch it your feed is like oh my god she loves this and like pushes it to me and I'm like I don't want to see these but they do rope me in but I don't believe oh I get those all the time too and to be fair some of them can actually be scarily accurate they are normally accurate but it's also because this phone this phone hears us this phone has our data this phone knows what I'm talking about with my friends oh for sure it knows that a situation ship just ended like it's gonna pop up content that fits with that oh a thousand ten percent so like but that's why I don't time, trust so it. my brain's like mm, is this because of the feed is it the things that I'm liking yeah. or I'm looking at or is this like the universe actually sending me a sign and I'm ignoring it so I do listen to some of them but I try not to listen to them so much because I'm like, a lot of them will make you Delulu. They'll be like, he's coming back. He's going to recognize his wrongdoings and he's coming back. I'm like, I don't like want him it. back. I know. They'll be like, like don't come back. Never. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes, okay, I used to do that. And I don't really know if it worked or whatever, but I don't do that. I'm like, I would, I would watch them if like the person was saying is like you don't need to claim it you don't need to interact with it just listen and I'm like all right I'll give you a shot I know I I always listen but I'm skeptical yeah I take it with a grain of salt didn't you once have someone like draw your soulmate I did I paid someone on Etsy guys to <laughs> draw my future husband and to be fair I really don't know if this is legit if it is accurate like it is the weirdest thing. And I still have it. It's from 2019 that I did this. Okay. I mean, to I be have fair, you haven't met the person yet. Yeah. I still have it. No, it's not from 2019. It has been like 2020 or 2021. Um, and you fill out like this questionnaire and basically <laughs> she write or the lady would write out all like this, you know, Zodiac stuff and I don't know about the chart. I, it was a lot. Like, I really don't understand it. Um, I'd have to sit down and have someone explain it to me. Um, Cause there's like boxes on the chart and like, I don't know, 68% is like ruling. I don't know what that Are you is. looking at it right Anyways. now? Yeah. I'm actually looking at it right now. <laughs> um, I pulled it up and she basically drew a sketch of the guy. Can you share your screen? I want to see it. Yeah. I'll share my screen um well i don't never mind you're not a host wait does it matter i don't think i can share my screen Hmm. yeah i I don't think i can i'll send you a picture of it later um but and it showed like stages of the drawing i guess but in my opinion it's just she took she either actually drew it or she took it from somewhere else and then just faded the picture out like it was actually drawn I don't know I guess whoever I get married I'm gonna I kept it just in case whoever I get married to looks like this Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be like this lady called it but that's not gonna happen for a hot minute so we'll have to see if it's accurate or not if it is I'll let you guys know (laughs) that's what I was saying like you haven't met him yet so cannot confirm nor deny yep cannot confirm nor deny that's really funny we'll have to see anyways what about you Hmm. what did I do for myself, I have been okay. So I've been in my current apartment now for over a year. Our lease was supposed to be up in August and then we renewed for another year. And we decorated like we have furniture and it, you know, but it has not felt very homey. It's been like the necessities and that's really it. Like we don't really have a lot of decor. We didn't have like art on the walls. Um, and honestly, 
I don't know. I'm just somebody that my style changes very quickly. Like I can like something and then a year later I'm like, mm, I don't really yeah. like it anymore. Yeah. And that's not always good or like financially smart. But <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, we started to buy some things for our living room, which I haven't even shown you. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm FaceTiming you after and I'm going to show you. But okay. we just got some art for it to hang above our couch. I thought you wanted the art that I made. How rude. I do. <laughs> I'll still take it. <laughs> it can go right there on my wall. Um, But yeah, we, we were just like at Target and we found it and it was perfect. And it's been really hard because I don't know. I'm, I like neutral art. I can't look at like a picture and like it necessarily like I definitely like art I love going to art museums I can appreciate it but it's really hard for me to pick out art that I want for my home if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like there's just like I'll just go down aisles and aisles of art or I'll scroll online I'll be like none of this is really speaking to you yeah I mean like Mm -hmm. the one behind me that's over my bed is very neutral it's just like plaster like you know those types of things are easy easy for me to identify that I like but any other type of like image I just I don't know so it's been hard for us to agree because our living room currently is very neutral Mm -hmm. and my roommate was really wanting to bring in some sort of color so it wasn't neutral which I completely agree but I just don't like color (laughs) so like it was hard to find art that we both agreed on the art that we did end up picking it's still very neutral but it has like the exact brown of our couch in it. So it like ties oh. in perfectly. Yeah. And then for you guys that don't know, because of course, why would you know? I have a brown leather couch. Um, and so the colors tie in perfectly and it's still neutral, but it's like different shades of brown, like cream-ish white and black. And it's like an abstract picture, but it, it looks really pretty. And it like, I don't know, it really tied in the space. It sounds so nice. Yeah, I will. I will show you. Um, and then we got like green pillows. So that's that was our pop of color. We got like olive green pillows. Um, and then ever since then, I have just been on this interior design rampage. And I just want to like finally finish the apartment. Mm-hmm. So my ass has been <laughs> on online shopping <laughs> ever since oh, Sunday. Lord. And I've bought so many decorations. <laughs> like you so many like what? like decor items so I don't know I've been I've been heavily on Pinterest like how to style a circular um coffee table and I just followed I just followed that and I bought things that I liked and I'm finally filling like our tv stand that's glass and there's like shelves just it's a whole ordeal but I'm really excited about it (laughs) so I'll have to show you we got like lanterns what else did we get we got I don't know I can't wait. It's cute. I want you to live. I want us to live together so you can just do the same thing. You would like it. I feel like it's more of what I imagine your vibe to be. Okay. I was about to say, because I feel like you would be great at it. And I feel like we would, we have a similar style, slightly different. You're more minimalistic. I'm more maximalist, but (laughs) we still like the same like neutrals. Yeah. I think you'll like this because to me, especially once I'm done with what I like want to do, I think it's going to look very cozy mm-hmm. and it is neutral, but I'm adding in pops of green. Yes. I like and, green. And Yeah. You like green. So I think that I you love green, really like but yeah, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> well, good. So, I mean, I was like, finally, we start, we do this a year later. <laughs> it's finally starting to look like a home. That's Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. My vibe has always very much been like hotel esque. Like, I want it to look minimalistic and like chic in that way. But mm-hmm. you know, you have to do it right. And it was a little bit too plain. Oh my gosh! Like, I wasn't happy with it. And so, I want to get around to like doing our bar car and just. I'm excited. <laughs> so I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I will show you after this. Good. But anyways. We can go ahead and get into today's episode. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I don't really know how to segue into that except for, so we're going to be talking about, 
dwelling on our emotions and doesn't it all go it's just like i'm interior decorating my apartment so we're gonna be talking about i was gonna say we're gonna be talking about heavy stuff now (laughs) and now back to the heavy stuff right so what the girls do best exactly but we're talking about really again like i said just dwelling on our emotions why we do it of course how we can you know recognize it how we can get through it and I say that simply, but I just want to put it out there. Doing just working on your emotions and working on anything in general that has to do with like internal work mm-hmm. is so hard. And you have to be consistent. And it's hard to be consistent. And it, it's just it takes time. And we want to get through these things so fast, but it's just not possible. Okay, it is possible. I don't want to say it's not possible. But it's just not possible, so don't even I'm try. sorry. That was a little, like, it's just not possible. I just meant it is possible, but you for some people, it may take longer than others. So yeah. let me clarify that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think with this too, this came up for me because I feel like I was in a place where I was doing this, where I was sort of just wallowing in it. And that's something that we always say it's important to feel your emotions and it's important to reflect and recognize when you need to just go through it rather than suppress it because it's not obviously it's unhealthy to not deal with your emotions that's not what we're saying to do but I also think that there's a fine line between reflecting on it and you know figuring out how to move forward and just preventing yourself from moving forward by wallowing in it I agree and you know, with this too, it kind of leads into like the conversation of spiraling and exaggerating the situation and essentially anxiety. That's what happens Mm. for me, at least when I dwell in my emotions for too long is I start to go down this spiral. And essentially what I'll do is just like have these intrusive thoughts that play over and over. And I'll just think way too hard about the situation do you do this mm-hmm. oh a thousand and ten percent okay <laughs> you yeah. say that you're like do you do this <laughs> bitch oh my gosh every freaking day because I always like this this is something that I mean this is just, this goes hand in hand with anxiety but this is something that up until college like I did not deal with I mm-hmm. would not say that I ever and it's not that I didn't deal with stress or, you know, went through certain things, but my mind didn't work in that way. I didn't spiral in the same way that I do now. And of course, now I am diagnosed with anxiety. So I'm sure that's a factor in it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's recognizing when you're getting to a point of spiraling, because at that point, it's not reflecting or working through the situation at hand. It's just anxiety. And that's when you need to think about what you're going to do to lessen your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um And again, that's not to say that you shouldn't be, you know, accepting your emotions as they come because you should, um, Mm -hmm. but you need to know when to draw the line. For sure. And I think for me, when I was younger, I definitely still did it. I have always been an overthinker and I think just that just comes from kind of how I was raised and the the types of personalities my, my parents have. But I think it definitely has gotten worse. I've gotten older just because I've experienced more things. I've experienced more negative things specifically and my brain of course you know treats negative things as you know learning situations so my brain will you know try to pick things apart and dwell on these negative experiences because you know naturally that's an instance it's an instinct to pick apart things figuring out what went wrong because your your body's trying to prevent you know itself from being hurt again emotionally physically whatever and when I say dwelling on emotions this can also be like dwelling on situations and specifically we are talking about emotions but the reason why we dwell on our emotions is because we feel at least I'm speaking I guess more generics probably in in regards to myself but I feel like when I'm focusing and dwelling on like maybe I'm being sad I replay situations that have made me feel sad just maybe because I haven't really had closure from those emotions tied to that situation so I will actually replay the situation so which then replays those emotions so I'm dwelling on them and then I'm thinking about the emotions and I'm like oh I'm sad and blah blah and then you go down the rabbit hole um so it's not necessarily you know you're like why do I keep obsessing over a specific emotion you kind of have to figure out 
what is this emotion being tied to, which is normally a situation um, or a thought process that you have either about yourself or, or whatever it is. So identifying what's actually going on is definitely part of it. Yeah, I mean, that is a better way to phrase it. It's definitely dwelling on a situation. Um, and of course, we do that when it's negative. But I guess it's it's like wallowing in the feeling of being sad about it or being angry about it or being mm -hmm. frustrated with it. Those things that come with negative situations. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting, too, that we we do that where when we're going through something that we see as negative and I always like to phrase it like that because I truly believe that nothing is negative unless you perceive it to be mm -hmm. um and it's crazy that every time I pretty much go through something like that whether it's serious or not serious it's if I see it as negative or sad or a bad situation or whatever I always catch myself doing things to just make me go deeper into that hole and I yeah. don't, I would love to sit down with like a therapist on this episode and talk about what that is and what that means, because I don't know why we do it. I think it stems from a place of we almost like, I don't know, like I'm kind of ashamed to say this and I don't do this consciously, but I do think there's, there's been times in the past where when I was going through a depressive episode, I think that I quote unquote, like wallowed in it. Because I like, that sounds so bad. Well, I feel but no, I it think, really doesn't. I really doesn't because I feel like no. What I'm about to say sounds bad. Oh, I was about to say it really doesn't. No, that doesn't. But this does. I think that I was kind of seeking attention and wanting people to feel bad for me. Sure. Um, and it's interesting that that happens because I always hated being seen as the friend that was going through that part mm -hmm. of that time in my life or was seen as being down but yet I was kind of my actions weren't necessarily helping me get out of that either mm -hmm. and it's interesting because that was completely unconscious of me but I think looking back on that time my time of my life and reflecting on it I think that I sometimes don't want to get out of it I think that I I don't know if there's like some sort of like comfort in there's a comfort being, being there and not doing the hard part of getting out of it or you want that sympathy you want that attention maybe if you're feeling like no one cares I don't know I don't I don't know what it is but I would love to know and I think it's interesting too because I I keep saying that it's it was unconscious of me to behave in that way for that reason mm -hmm. but the actions that I were doing I was doing consciously I mean of course you know and I mean, it's really easy to think back to examples that deal with like breakups or something. So mm -hmm. just like as an example of something that I think a lot of us can probably relate to is like when you're feeling sad or lonely or down about a situation with somebody, you know, you kind of look for things that aren't like, you know, they're not going to help you, but they I don't know how to explain it like they bring you some sort of comfort in what yeah. was but you know that that's not going to help you so it makes you sadder looking at those things but you still do it consciously like rereading texts or like looking them up on social and seeing what they're up to um or well, even like that sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but I think doing that is more of like you're you're trying to for example if it's you're you're looking them looking them up on socials or rereading texts because i have done this i mean same. I'm speaking this from experience i think it's just your brain trying to find a connection with that person trying to find a little bit of a high and i say high in regards to maybe like drugs or something but i meant like it's almost i mean someone is almost loving someone is almost like a drug just because of the the dopamine and stuff like that um, that you receive from loving somebody or having that connection with somebody so your your brain actually tries to find like a, a hit of that whether it be rereading texts or finding them on social and even if it's butt hurting yourself you're still you're like finding a connection to that person no that definitely makes sense um I mean yeah I do those I've done those in the past I think something else that I did was bring them up in conversation with my friends like 
more than I should because I like wanted to talk about it or something. That's not, I'm not outing you. <laughs> I swear to God. That is me. <laughs> but I did do that. And I mean, it. like, yes, I, I know that's true and that makes sense, but it's just funny how our brains work. We know that's not going to make us feel better yet. We still do it. And it goes for things outside of relationships. Like, you know, I, to give a, an example of myself, like I know that there's certain things and certain steps I can take to make myself feel better physically. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I'm down or going through a depressive episode, the first thing to go is anything to do with my well being. And so mm-hmm. I can, I'm like high functioning in the sense that I can show up for my job and any responsibilities that I have that other people are relying on me for. But when it comes to myself, that's the first thing to go. So I won't. I'm the same way. I am really outing myself in this episode. (laughs) I don't, this is bold of me, but I won't eat. I, you know, hygiene goes out. Like I won't like do laundry or like clean around the apartment. Not that I'm like a slob, but you know, those things you let you start to not see as, as important, even though you don't work out, you know, you don't like go for a walk or or whatever. You just kind of like lay in bed and, and wallow in it. And it's like, I know that if I get up and I shower and I eat some fucking food, (laughs) I'll feel better. Like, obviously, but I'm sitting over here feeling awful because I haven't eaten anything today. But it's like, you do these things because for some reason you want to just wallow in it. Yeah. I feel like it's like like self-punishment. Like It, it is. And I don't, I would love to know where it comes from. And I apologize for this episode being like talking about it and not really coming to the table with you know this is why we do this and this is how you can stop because I would fucking like to know too I don't know why I'm cussing (laughs) (laughs) but these are things that happened to me or have happened to me in the past and you know you just kind of get through it but it's interesting to look back on when you're not in that place and really dissect it and think about how that just makes zero sense yet we still do it I I agree because I do that too and I think it would be something good to know as it, it maybe broken down fully of why we do that and I feel like if I can look at like specific situations and be like okay maybe that's why I did it but yeah. in speaking in generics it's really hard to be like this is why we do it you know yeah but especially for me <laughs> when everything kind of I how do I word this so especially for me, when I start to dwell on emotions, like I, I said earlier, it's in regards to specific, oh my God, I can't talk today, specific situations. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I feel like it's because I don't have closure from that situation, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's frustration. So a lot of us will dwell on emotions and repeat these same scenarios and repeat them in your mind because we're trying to answer the question of why would they do that why would they say that why did I do that because our brain is trying to dissect it right so we're not repeating the same thing like naturally or instinctly we try to not repeat the same thing it's like subconsciously we don't know that all the time sometimes we just do it Mm -hmm. but I would say for those of you that do do that there are a couple of things you can do to prevent that and the first one is understanding why, of course, you're repeating it. For me, if it's I'm sad and I know Kaylee knows this, but I will text her. I'm like, I'm sad. I'm thinking about all the other memories of my past relationship, blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is those feelings do pass. And you have to see and Kaylee reminds you always remind me of this when I need it the most. So props to you, snaps to you. But it's something you have to remind is your emotion is not who you are. It's it's just a thought. It's just a feeling. It will pass. And for example, it's good to feel those emotions. And like I said, this whole episode is about trying not to dwell too much in your emotions because then it can neg- negatively start to impact you in the way that you're not functioning in everyday life or you're sad or you're you're, you're making yourself depressed. I think with that too is like, you know, when a wave like that comes over you, it's important to not shut it down 
because it's inevitable that things are going to happen like that with breakups, with, you know, going through tough times in your life, whatever it may be, losing a job, you know, loss of a family member, or you're just going through a tough time mentally, you're just stressed, whatever it is. These cannot be avoided necessarily. And so, you know, with Emily's example, like if you're getting this emotion of like, oh, I miss him, it's not necessarily that you need to just like shut that down because you can't, you know, you have you have to feel that and you have to reflect on that and you have to be, mm-hmm. you have to think about why that's coming up for you. What was the trigger? Can you do something to prevent it moving forward? But it's it's that key word of letting it stay too long and wallowing in it. And I think that that kind of comes with the added steps of the conscious actions that we take to stay in that emotion longer and to stay in that mindset longer. Like, okay, I am sad because I'm thinking of him and I miss him. Okay, that's the emotion. You can consciously think about that. You can reflect on that and then you can let it pass because it will pass, like Emily just said. Or you can go down a rabbit hole and because you miss him, now you look him up on Instagram. Oh, you see that he's doing all these things. You start looking at his photos. You start looking at the comments. What? Who has he followed recently? <laughs> like... That is what I mean by doing things that you know will not help and staying in it too mm-hmm. long. Or you then feel that emotion and then like maybe you lay in bed all day. And not saying that's wrong, but maybe then you neglect your well-being. And I think it's just getting to a point where you, you know, kind of prevent that because that's going to negatively impact you. Of course, we all do it. There's been plenty of days where I'm feeling down and I'm like you know I just want to chill today that's completely different than what we're saying that's fine reflecting on something is different than letting it go further I mean in other ways too that this can be negative is like I think in order to fully move on from a situation whatever it is you need to be kind of indifferent towards it you need to have I wouldn't say indifferent I would just say objective I think that you just need to have peace with how it ended, how it played out, whatever it is. And if you're feeling that negative emotion still tied to it, like if you're feeling angry or frustrated or sad, you can't move on that way. You know, like you have you have to let that go in order to move past it. And at least I think that's my personal opinion. Um, that I'm not actually- saying that you have to what oh sorry i was gonna say that's actually one of my first tips that i i said we get closure through acceptance um so whether it be emotion yeah or situation is when we accept that emotion or situation that's where we find peace that's where we find what you were saying is that indifference i wouldn't say indifference but that's where we find that place of where it happened or Mm -hmm. i feel that now i'm going to let it go i feel that um no I agree and I think like there's been plenty of times where I maybe have thought that I've been over something and then I realize that I still have emotion tied to it and because Mm -hmm. it lingered longer than it should it turned into a harsher um, emotion towards a situation like maybe I ended up resenting the person Mm -hmm. and if I had actually worked through my emotions and realize that I was actually angry or I was actually frustrated and I dealt with that in a healthy way, maybe now I wouldn't be resentful of them. Or maybe now I wouldn't be holding a grudge for this long. So I think that it's sometimes, and it kind of sounds silly when I'm saying this, but like sometimes we can think that we moved on from it and then realize that all we really did was just shut it down and it's coming up later in unhealthy ways. I think for like another way to try to navigate things is to definitely talk about it with your friends or write it down on a piece of paper if you can't do that because I think that's something that's definitely helped me at least for me I get out of my head from overthinking Mm -hmm. especially if it's about an emotion or a situation and if I talk about it with you or my or my sister I feel like I, I get all of it out and then I can have somebody either just listen or somebody be like okay so you know, maybe you're feeling this because of this, or if it's, you know, I have that dialogue. So that way I'm getting out, I'm getting it, at least for me, I think it's just when I get it out physically, whether it's by writing or talking about it, I just feel so much better. And I feel like my brain stops going in circles and circles and circles and circles. So it's like, I feel like I've actually acknowledged it and I felt it and I've talked about it. And then I can 
at least for that moment, let it go. And going through like a breakup or going through grief or something like that is going to be constantly going through talking about it and or writing it down and letting it go until you are at that 100% peace and acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's very hard to go through that um, when something has been, you know, so important to you. But that's something that I wrote down that I think that's helped me. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I, de- I definitely still overthink. And I definitely, I'd be sitting there sad. And sometimes, sometimes you just kind of have to dwell for a little bit. It's okay. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, just sit in your bed and be sad all day. Of okay? It's okay. You don't, you can let yourself have a day or two. But it's when you start it, like, you know, it, it's impacting your daily living functions and work and hygiene. Stuff like that, where it's like, <laughs> may- maybe not so much. Yeah. I like what that you said you can at least let it go in that moment. I think that it's important to to sometimes not look at the bigger picture because it can be daunting and it can be harder to look at things when you look at it from the perspective of, okay, I need to not dwell on my emotions so I can just move on right away. Like that's not going to happen. Um, and so if, like Emily said, if you can find ways to just let it pass at least for today or at least for that that moment then yeah you know that's that's good enough and if you're not in a a space where you can sit down and talk to somebody or write something you just you you don't have the emotional capacity or, or mental capacity to to do that and process those emotions just find something that distracts you and that may sound kind of weird because a lot of people will say you know you don't like after like for example you go through a breakup you want to feel the emotions you don't want to just distract yourself and blah 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 blah, because then the emotions will pop back up to some extent that is true however I think it's a healthy balance of processing your emotions but then giving yourself that physical and mental break from those emotions so finding something to distract you whether it be just working out or whether it be art or whether it be hanging out with your friends or whether it be watching a movie just at least give yourself some relief from those repetitive thoughts and those repetitive emotions because that way you can regulate you can give yourself some time and some space from that emotion that situation whatever it may be so that maybe you can come back and have better headspace and say okay let's actually talk about it with my friends let's write it down let's talk to my therapist about it because I know that's happened with me so many times where I am just overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't there. Like for me, like when I went through my breakup, my therapist is like, write a letter, write everything you feel out, everything you want to say to him, everything about the relationship. And I waited for so long to do that because I wasn't ready to do, I wasn't ready to face it. I wasn't ready to process those emotions. Um, And so but I eventually I did it and that, that was great. But I did things to distract myself. This is the first time, guys. Okay. But I did things to distract myself because I couldn't I couldn't handle like the sadness and the and the hurt and the anger all the time. I definitely felt it and I definitely was like in this very deep pit for a while. And then I started slowly climbing out. But there are days where I just don't have the capacity to do so. So I will occupy my time with work. I will, you know, go to make sure I'm going to the gym or make sure I have plans for after work just so that I can give myself that relief. But like I said, it's a fine balance between being able to process your emotions and actually face them and then finding a distraction. You don't want to distract yourself 100% of the time, but you also don't want to feel your emotions 100% of the time because that can be overwhelming. I think it's funny because a lot of our advice in these episodes is do something like writing, art, working out. Like we say that in every single episode, but it's true. Something that I do specifically for this topic is write. And I write from the, I don't really write like, I mean, I I do and I definitely used to more. Um, I used to write more so what I was feeling, Mm -hmm. like journaling essentially. But now I kind of 
not that you guys care at all <laughs> this isn't even like a tip I'm just saying this <laughs> I don't know why um I guess I'm just feeling very open today <laughs> but That's I good. will I will write from the perspective of how I feel but I'll write it like fiction like a fictional situation like I'll, I'll does that make sense so do you write out like for example if it's a certain situation that you're upset about do you write out like that situation or do you make up like a whole new situation and you just identify the feeling with that situation I don't know what you would call my writing because it's not like a story and it's not like a poem but it's like about an emotion but it's not talking about like a situation that I went through <laughs> would you be able to read one yeah and you have really good writing just skills in general I feel like when I write and then I reread it I'm like that's disgusting I should have never read that <laughs> okay I'll read this I might take it out of the podcast but um okay so this was about an emotion that I was feeling and it's funny because I love writing but I only ever do it when I'm feeling like negative emotion so this was about something I was feeling but this isn't like You'll understand what I'm saying when I read it. Okay. I said, as I sit here in this room, it is clear that I do not belong. I, I am not sure I ever did. My thoughts grow louder and my voice quieter with each moment we share. Realize that when it comes to you, I may have access to entry, but the lingering feeling that it comes at a cost. I ask myself what I am willing to wager to keep this so-called safety net, despite knowing nothing will be enough. I attempt to shake the feeling as each sip of alcohol enters my body, only to have any pre-existing doubt fade. The same way sobriety does over time. Emotions intensify as the night grows older and time turns into, into nothing but transitions. Revealing secrets you hope to keep hidden, congregating in the exact location where a gap in, in interest became evident. Gossiping about our so-called friends. Transitions that all lead to the same result. Trapped. Awfully sad it had to be this way, but you made your bed and now you must lie in it. Accepting bruises and the toll life takes on you. Spending the early morning restoring your soul by stitching the loose threads. Tattered and fragile, but, but bulletproof by night. Just in time to listen to them make sweet fun at the parts that hurt most. Slowly transition by transition, it becomes a cycle. One that leads to the same result each time. Trapped. You are so good at writing. <laughs> Thank you. I would have been like, I'm trapped. Send help. <laughs> so I don't know what you call that style of writing. I don't, because that's not necessarily Because there's fictional pieces of that that I'm using just for the sake of the writing. I don't know it's almost like poetry almost it, it kind like, of is I feel like it's more of like story poetry I don't know what you'd call that you should make a book I'd want to one day can I do the illustrations yeah <gasps> yay I'm so excited <laughs> I want to do watercolor uh, illustrations I feel like I read that horribly like I don't pause at the right times I don't know <laughs> but anyways we um, can work on your poetry reading skills yes but that was actually so good. Thank you. I can't write like that. I wish I could. I mean, I think it's a great way to, like, you're processing your emotions and you're, like, identifying certain situations with it. Not if it's, maybe it's not even necessarily personal to you, but I feel like it's just your way of processing what's going on in your head. And like I said, not everyone's like that. I can't write like that. I don't want to write. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that. I wasn't saying that as a tip. Writing, I think, is a tip, but oh no 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 what I was just saying is not like do you gave this, a perfect guys. example of like trying to process your emotions through writing whether it be a different format poetry just whatever yeah writing is a great fantastic outlet but like for those like someone's like hate writing like me it's not necessarily what I like to do sometimes I do it like I'll get this burst of like let me write something but mine's more of like I like to write things in a letter format like mm -hmm. I'm like dear but whatever yeah anyways but I don't normally do that that often. For well, you me, like to write something to the person that like hurt you or. You yes. Know. But I feel like most of the time it's. It, it's talking about it. I feel like I get I process a lot of things. With you or my, my sister or my therapist like when I talk it out loud because. Yeah. When I'm in my head. I don't like there's light bulbs like aha moments that I have when I talk out loud and I'm like I literally said this in my head why couldn't I have had this aha moment well, you then? don't like, trust yourself so that kind of that's also very true yeah that's that's why that is very true you don't trust your own judgment 
yeah anyway so that's meant to be yeah diagnosing each other or <laughs> i don't know what this episode has become but um but yeah i mean i, th- I think any sort of outlet can help um I also think setting boundaries with yourself with others like for example if someone keeps bringing up the topic and that's a trigger for you maybe you set a boundary and say hey this is a trigger for me I can't talk about this or maybe you set boundaries for yourself to make it so you're not I don't know why it's easy to talk about things in terms of relationships I think it's just because that's been prevalent Mm -hmm. (laughs) for you and I so it's like there's obviously other things that this can tie into but like maybe you delete Instagram off your phone or maybe you mute the profiles, you know, like just setting boundaries in any way that you can. And that's smart too. Cause I feel like even if it's like this emotion, like I used to, I say used to, I still have it, but like really bad body dysmorphia, oh my God, dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. And a lot of my family members would comment like on my way and like, oh my gosh, you look so good. And even if that's like a positive statement, it would still give me so much anxiety that I'm like, the one time they don't they don't they come over and they don't say that I'm like am I fat like am I not looking good so setting those boundaries even like that being like hey do you mind just like not commenting on my body whether I look good or not just it's something I'm working on you know yeah. we can change in the future but that's a boundary and that is something that's not related to relationships um if it is regarding a relationship like hey let's let's, let's not talk about that person right now or you know if it's a topic you know with regarding in a relationship like let's not let's not talk about that right now you know maybe later or if I'm not around so being able to do that but then also it's going to be really hard (laughs) but try to focus on the positives or at least pull out some positives like you know what could I learn from this you know what is it if for example you know if someone cheated and now you're struggling through that that hurt and, and betrayal you know whatnot it's you know I'm glad I found out now rather than 10 years down the lo- road or I love how you're like, um, just for example, I'm mean, just for example, you know, I, mean, like, I wouldn't just, know, but it's a crazy thought. <laughs> I know just a, just a crazy one to throw out there, but it's, like I said, it's also, you know, if it, are you just really sad, you know, and you write a letter or you write or you draw something and you're like, well, you know what? I, I, did something to help regulate like that's a positive just being able to focus on the positives is such a good thing and like I said the the best thing that you can do and it takes time and it takes outlets and it takes consistency is learning to accept that things that have happened in the past are in the past and you can't change it just that part of acceptance because I feel like a lot of emotions that we have at least when it turns to in, in regards to dwelling on them, it's we're not talking about when you feel emotions in that moment. It's when you dwell on them, it's you're sitting there for a while in these emotions and then you're replaying them. And then day after day, might turn into a month, might turn into a year, you're still replaying these emotions. And like I said, the first thing is identifying what is tying these emotions, like, or what situation is tying these emotions in, because most likely you're thinking about a situation, you're thinking about what's going to go wrong. And if you find acceptance in that of maybe something like this does happen, maybe, you know, this happened and that's that you can't change it and you're never getting back together with that person or you did something wrong and you accepted the fact that you made a mistake. Once that acceptance happens, that's when closure happens. That's when you're able to finally put those emotions to rest. Not to say that it's never going to pop up again but you're able to stop dwelling on them. I don't know. I was like kind of thinking about this as you were speaking, but I think like that is good advice to almost leave it in the past, like set it and forget it type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes relationships, whether it's romantic or with a friend or whatever, I think what makes that kind of stand out from other situations in terms of difficulty in moving forward is the fact that I think we we think that we can change people's minds and Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it hard to let it truly just live in the past because you keep wanting to reach out you keep wanting to check in on them you keep thinking that if you just explain yourself one more time or you just have a conversation one more time it'll be a different outcome we don't always view it as like a done deal whereas like you know like if you get fired from a job 
that's it yeah you know like that's that's what happens and I don't know yeah I think I mean obviously that's how people get back together but I think sometimes in order to move forward you do have to kind of just let things be Mm -hmm. and it's cheesy but like if it's meant to come back it will and that's not just for like a person it's for anything um but yeah I mean I think we're just getting into like cheesy advice but I think this episode was more so to talk about what we've been dealing with that this happens to us because it can be a very isolating feeling if you don't like know anyone that experiences this type of anxiety Mm -hmm. um because I have you know plenty of people in my life that probably can't relate to this or don't go through periods where this happens to them and even past me I didn't go through any of this and so it's interesting to hear or it's interesting to look back at when I didn't go through it versus that I do now yeah um so yeah it was really just to talk about it and hopefully make you guys feel better if you're going through it and just have a conversation I mean I would love to have a part two and get a therapist on here and really unpack everything and that would be nice (laughs) and figure out why we do this because maybe I'll schedule therapy and then I'll tell you guys I don't know but hey I speak with my therapist on Friday (laughs) yeah your therapist should come on the pod oh my god I don't I don't I'd have to ask that would be that would actually be so good like that would so be nice. such a good episode. I would love to have a therapist on here. So if any of you oh. guys that listen are therapists, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Have a therapy episode and talk For about sure. why we do these things. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'd have so many questions. I, I say I have so many questions for her, but then I show up like the therapy and I'm therapy. like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. Because she's like, How are you doing? And I'm like, that's a loaded question. Yeah. I don't ever know how to answer that. I mean, I've definitely I've definitely talked about these things in therapy before and it, their advice has always been just start with one thing because obviously it's overwhelming when you think of like like when I was going back to like going back to the example of when I was saying that I just kind of neglect everything with myself and I just I won't eat I won't work out I won't shower blah 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 she'll be like okay what's the most important thing eating so like just do that one thing but in my mind I'm like that's still really hard I can't just do one thing yeah and obviously, you know, we're using language like I can't or whatever, even though you can. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting when there's people that just don't experience it. So they're like, how hard can it be? But like, it it is hard. Oh, it's it's one of and the hardest. It har- sounds ridiculous. It sounds I was say, ridiculous. It can be one of the hardest things. It sounds ridiculous that I can't get up and go to the kitchen and make dinner. But like, sometimes those things are hard. And that's okay it can feel impossible yeah so it is it's baffling to me but and it's baffling to me that there's people that just never experience that in their life not that it's a it's a bad thing that's you know it's great great thing yeah it's great but sometimes like I said it can feel isolating when you're surrounded by people that don't go through that like I know if I ever talk to my mom about that my mom's like huh what (laughs) huh huh you know and that's not necessarily her fault she just doesn't actually grasp that like just breathing can be hard sometimes so it it can be hard when you're surrounded with people like that and it's not that they mean anything maliciously or you know with bad intentions it's just that sometimes they just don't understand so that of course that's the whole reason why we have this podcast and why we're you know having this episode specifically too is just we go through it Kaylee and I and you know you're not alone and even if this something this isn't something that you haven't experienced personally, you could probably pick up on this with your friends if they're struggling with something, like they keep repeatedly talking about something or they're like, you keep seeing that they're just kind of falling into these rabbit holes of certain emotions. Like if they're depressed, if they're angry all the time or something like that, you could probably, you know, take a few tips from this and see if you can help them come to them and say, hey, you know, I would like to help you. Is there a way that I can or let's just talk about it. So, well, we hope you guys enjoyed. And I know that we said that we weren't going to have deep episodes <laughs> moving forward after our series. Um, but I guess this one was kind of deep. I feel like I was pretty open in this one. And yeah. it's it'll be interesting to see what 
actually is left once I edit, but um, <laughs> but yeah, actually I have... left. What I said, what's actually left? <laughs> I might take out my writing. I don't know. But... No, I love that. Um, it's just so like vulnerable. <laughs> but I love that. It was so good. I love your writing. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next week. We hope you have a great rest of your week. If you're dwelling on emotions, it's okay. We love you. You'll get through it. That was like my very cheesy words of positivity to end this episode. Okay, guys. And that's I love you. Need. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week.